following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena and DeVos Performance Hall in downtown Grand Rapids. And coming up tomorrow inside Van Andel Arena, the Royal Comedy Tour featuring Simone, Bruce Bruce, Arnez J, and Lavelle Crawford. Tickets available now at the usual Ticketmaster outlets, Ticketmaster.com, and the Van Andel Arena box office. Then on Tuesday, November 1st, the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team, will have an open practice that's free for everybody to get in at Van Andel Arena with a scrimmage and an autograph session afterwards. And then on Thursday, November 3rd, comedian Bill Burr inside Van Andel Arena. Get those tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. And on November 6th, rumors of Fleetwood Mac. The best Fleetwood Mac tribute band will be at DeVos Performance Hall. And those tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. And November 8th through the 13th, Broadway Grand Rapids presents Come From Away at DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. And on November 9th, Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert. Get those tickets now at your usual Ticketmaster outlets and at Ticketmaster.com. And on November 15th, Pussifier in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And at DeVos Place, don't forget about the Jurassic Quest that roars into downtown Grand Rapids November 4th through the 6th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com, Google Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It's our number three, and that means it's time for another DraftKings Sportsbook app NFL Power Hour presented by DraftKings. Make sure you download the DK Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups. Inside this hour, former Steelers running back Merrill Hodge will join us. We'll talk about the Lions' loss to the Cowboys. Look ahead to the game Sunday in the Motor City against the Dolphins. Dan Miller, voice of your Detroit Lions, will check in on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour and my conversation with Lomas Brown, who is straightforward on pinning the blame on why the Lions are at 1-5. and five. You will hear that uh, before this Power Hour is done. If you have an NFL question or a comment about the Lions, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the HUGE text chain, text the word HUGE to 21000. Checking in on the NFL Power Hour presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app is former Steelers running back Merrill Hodge. And Merrill, uh, let's get right to the Lions and the Dolphins. The Lions played an inspired defensive first half, and then they stunk it up offensively the entire game, and the Cowboys pulled away 
and won by a big number that wasn't as close as the game really was, but a loss is a loss in the NFL. Dan Campbell and the Lions are reeling. Now they're back at home Sunday against the Dolphins. What do they need to do to get that much-needed victory? Well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, it's funny. Um, no, not funny. I mean, it's always interesting when you, when you watch tape. You know, what, what changed that game was um, was no nothing um, football fundamental stuff. You know, it's not, it wasn't like an X and an O, um, things you drop on a board, you know, execution of a play. It was about a, rese- a relentless effort that you had to play this game with. And that was Micah Parsons. Okay, Micah Parsons runs down, um, I'm forgetting his name, the tight end there, you know, just before he scores and keeps him. Now, where he comes from and the effort that he gives to make that tackle and hold him up a half a yard short. Well, in the very next play, um, number 90 does a great job of penetrating, you know, forces a fumble, and the game, the game spirals after that. So, you know, like, listen, I can, I can, I feel for the Lions. I feel for the coaching staff. Um, kind of been in those predicaments before. You know what you do. Um, what I do, I, I went in that meeting and I would have shown the effort that changed the game. And that's what we need to do because at the end of the day, we're, you, you guys are pulling the pin on yourself. You know, the Lions are pulling the pin on yourself. The majority of the time, it's self, self inflicted. So those, as hard as they are, and they're the most brutal ones, they can be corrected the easiest. Um, and I'm sure that, that staff is frustrated because they keep doing that. Like, they, they play some really good football. You know, when I looked at them and studied, I compare them to the league, you know, not, not just to the opponent they're playing. You know, they do, um, at least they have developed one thing they're, they're very good at that helps you win a game and helps you consistently win, and that's they, they run the football. Um, and they do that with purpose, and they establish that. Can't think of many games in the last two years that they haven't done that. Um, in fact, that kind of helped the, the Dallas game, quite honestly, because they were able to do that. They were complimented very well. Then that happened, and the interception happened. Um, you know, then they gave up a couple of big, of big plays on the running game when they had done so well, and it just it spiraled out of control after that. So, you know, um, the one thing you have to do as a leader is you have to find ways to learn and grow. Um, the best way to ever do that is from a professional perspective. Every successful person I've ever dealt with does this. You got to self-evaluate. You know, if you can't do that as a pro, you can't do that as a coaching staff. Then you can't grow and you can't move. Um, and there's no harm in showing, okay, this effort here, okay, that changed the game. That's what we need every down, every play, every second. Um, so you know, we'll see how they respond from it because you know. You know, there's moments like this. To me, I think can be great growth. You know, as devastating as it was, you know, because um, I've kind of, I've ridden, I've ridden the wagon with you. I mean, I'm, my best friend's been a Detroit Lions since we, we were eight years old. So I've, I've lived with the Lions <laughs> forever, listening <laughs> to his family. So, um, and then watching them personally, really in-depthly, you know, and really my entire career at ESPN doing it, um, you know, I can feel their ups and downs. But, you know, these critical debacles, you know, you might be able to find that little diamond, you know, that that changes the course of your season and how you guys move forward. One in five, though, man, it's all about wins, losses in the NFL. I get culture, I get strategy, I get execution. I I understand all of that, but you're really judged as a team uh, by wins and losses. They're one in five. 
Uh, they're four games behind the Vikings, and they get the Dolphins. So uh, a lot of speed, a lot of quick releases yep. from Tua, a uh, very active defense. I'm trying to figure out how the Lions can beat the Dolphins on Sunday. Well, I will tell you this. They do have some things that they're going to go watch. I guarantee they're going to watch the Steelers and watch teams that have had success. Even though the Steelers didn't beat them, beat them defensively, they schemed them as good as anybody schemed them all year. And, and you have to do this. You know, at the end of the day, you got to understand what they do conceptually very well. They, they, they have a really good RPO system, and that ball has to come out quick for Tua to be successful. He's a very limited passer. If you make him reset his feet, um, and he goes, starts throwing the ball down the field, and it becomes a Hail Mary. Okay, so you've got to get him into those positions. Um, how do you do that? You know, a lot of the things that the Steelers did is because they do an RPO, instead of making the entire defense read things together, there was a lot of plays where um, like a third of the defense played pass based on where the wide receivers were, and maybe the linebacker was included in this, and then the other people played the run. You know, if you're going to play a zone concept, um, the man concept, um, you know, gives you some other flexibilities with that. But what you can't get, what you can't do in this when you play them, you just can't get fooled by how they paralyze the box with those, the fake, the misdirection, a guard pulls, you know, all that looks like run, and then you create a void, and the ball comes out real quick, and it's a seven yard throw, but it ends up being a 15 yard gain or a 50 yard gain, you know, with the speed that they have. So um, my um, Cincinnati uh, did some things well where they used some robber coverage. You know, that's the coverage I've seen more and more teams use. And that's really to give your listener an idea of it was if, or what it is. is like you have two deep safeties initially, and then the snap of the ball. One of those safeties is free to drop into the box. And he can do one of two things. He can help double a guy, or he can just read the quarterback and go where the quarterback goes. You know, and a lot of quarterbacks get fooled by that. I've seen – the greatest quarterback in the history of our game, Tom Brady, throw a pick in the NFC Championship game to end the game off that coverage. So I don't care how long you played, you can get fooled by it. So they have some things that they could do, and I think they have the personnel to do it. You know, they have great speed at linebacker. Um, if they can do some things up front with, you know, getting pressure off the edges like they've been doing. And then they got to play the run like they did in the first half because Miami will run the football. Um, you know, they, they're pretty good and committed to that. So you're going to have to neutralize that first. And when you do that – you know, then then they are limited in what they in their RPO thing. You know, they once you take that away from them, then they're then two is in real trouble. So I I still think you have you have a really good chance. You know, to line up and beat them. You know, because you know they they are not. I don't think you know. I, they're not they're not as great as as people may um, claim that they are just because they have the speed at wide receiver. Your quarterback's limited. And if you can put him in a bad, a lot of bad spots, and you can get him there, um, he's a very below-average uh, player. His name is Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, former ESPN insider, joining us on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups. When a team's reeling like this, Merrill, take me inside – the practices the week before this Miami game, uh, they had the bye week. That's your recharge time. You're one and five. You are what your record says you are. How does Dan Campbell rally this team like he did at the end last year? Well, I'm going to tell you this. I've been in a scenario like that as a player, and, and leadership 
is vital. Your head coach, critical in how he handles this. I'll give you an example. We had the worst. We had the worst zero and two start, maybe in the history of the National Football League, based on how we got beat. Okay, we got beat at home, fifty-one to nothing. This is nineteen eighty-nine by Cleveland, division rivalry. We walk up to Cincinnati, we rally, we put it behind us, and we get beat forty-one to ten by Cincinnati. So now we cannot be a a more pathetic group, and we and we feel terrible. I mean, you know, everybody's telling we're the worst team and worst start in the history of football, and um, we we. We had nothing to defend that. And I'll tell you this, our, our meeting that we went into right after that, that 0-2 start, we couldn't have been a more depressed group um, as a team. And I remember what Chuck Knoll did. Chuck Knoll stood in front of us. He said, I've heard. I've seen everything they're writing about you. I know where you stand as far as history goes. But I want you to know one thing. I believe in you. As soon as he said, I believe in you, I'm telling you, like in that room, you felt it. You just felt the energy shift. You know, you thought, I did. I'm ever sitting up in my seat going, okay. You go, now listen, we, we got a, we got a lot. This, this is an arduous turnaround here. But here, here's what we got to do. And then he orchestrated, really mapped out how we had to start rebuilding, re-change, re- changing some things. And we had Minnesota, ironically, speaking of the division, coming into town, and they were all, uh, 2-0. Um, and they throttled people. You know, end up beating them. Um, so... You know, it, it starts there. You know what he does. I, I don't know, but you got to do something that gives belief in in your players because you know players are human beings too. You know, you 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 know, listen, you got them all fighting their tails off. Okay, nobody did any of that on purpose. And there's nothing more depressing than a player when you're trying everything possible and you still walk away with a loss. Um, to your point, you know your record is your record. You're right. You know, you get hired and fired by those things. Um, but there's still a human a human element to this whole aspect. And you have to play to that, and you have to find ways to build them up and get them back, you know, going in a forward position, you know, because all you can do is Miami Dolphins, we win this one, that changes a lot of things. That just gives us a chance to start moving on to win another one and dig ourselves out of this hole we got. I have to tell you something, Merrill. Looking at the rest of their schedule, a week ago I thought, hey, they could beat the Bears twice. Maybe get Green Bay at home. Maybe the Vikings at home, who have been lucky but good, sitting at five and one. But then I watched the Bears uh, surprise the living daylights out of me on how well they played the Red Hot Patriots. What's going on in Chicago? Well, because it is you, 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 me, and everybody else in Chicago. Because I will tell you this: that was the complete antithesis of what we saw against Washington. And I will tell you this: I, I don't think I can remember. A time that I saw Bill Belichick's team taken off guard. They were off. I mean, they got taken off guard by the Bears' offense. That quarterback uh, power or sweep that they ran on them. Um, There's several plays that you could tell they were completely blindsided by it. Um, the Bears' defense, the way they attacked them, the way they pressured them, completely unaware. I mean, they had them on the ropes and never let them off the ropes. I mean, it was a, a, a thorough trouncing that I have not seen Bill Belichick's team ever take. Now, I'd hate to be the Jets this week that they played because I would tell you this. You, you talk about Chicago being a different team from last week. Uh, the Patriots, I promise you, will be a different team. Now, that being said, let's go to what the Bears did. Um, aside from doing those plays I just mentioned that caught the Patriots off guard, you know, they really went back and simplified things for uh, for Fields. You know, they did. They moved him and they did half-field reads. Um they ran the ball in a lot of passing situations, not just so they could take the pressure off him. 
you know, now the score allowed them to do that, but they really did a lot, a great job of managing the game, putting him in really ideal situations. And he responded like that. You could tell he, he threw the ball with authority. He, he was confident. You could tell he, he, he was processing things. Not like the Washington game where his head was on a swivel. He was uncertain. Ball was going all over the place. Um, he was flinching. He was hitching and stuff. Um, none of that existed. So um, it would be interesting to see. You know, anybody can have a game. I, I told him what they had. You know, if you had a really bad game, you had a really good game. They've been inconsistent. Um, this week will say a lot to, you know, where their growth is as a team and, and Justin Fields. Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back, former ESPN Inside the NFL analyst, now part of our weekly DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Make sure when you want to get in on the action on the NFL Thursday night, Sundays, and Mondays, always use code HUGE when you sign up. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE to get in on the NFL action. Speaking of quarterbacks, I want to get your breakdown here before we're done on what has gone wrong with Jared Goff. He looked awesome against Seattle, basically pretty good uh, to start the year. And the last two games, he's looked like dog meat. Where did it go wrong? Well, now listen, unfortunately, that's kind of been Jared's M.O. I mean, you know, um, that, that's kind of been his flaw. You know, there'll be times where he's he's in rhythm. He, I don't know, let's go back when he's in rhythm. The, the, the best one, when he's in rhythm is when... You guys are controlling when he was at the Rams and they're in control. They were dictating the line of scrimmage. They're running boot action, run action, you know, defined reads here, either or, you know, not these full complex reads where you've got to, you know, process a lot of things and work through coverage differently. When he's asked to do a ton of that is when he runs into trouble, when you can make it more simple for him. And keep in mind, I don't care how good your quarterback is, I still believe it's one of the best ways to be consistent throwing the football and explosive too, by the way, this off of, off of hard run action where, you know, you really paralyze the box, you give them hard looks. Um, and then you help your quarterback with that moment of hesitation. He's going to get in underneath coverage, maybe even over top stuff because they can get caught up in, in their eyeballs, looking into the backfield and, and get frozen. He plays better like that. If you can play a lot of, if you can function with a lot of football like that, I, mean, I think you can, then you got a guy that can, be really effective for you. If you happen to start going, you know, four wides and empty and, you know, dicing a team up, that's that's not what he has done well. You know, that's where he has had his moments of struggle. And and you've been in you've been in moments like that, you know, um uh, that that have exposed that. You know, so that goes back to you know how you could probably re- uh, resurrect this team and its offense. You already got that running game. It's already established. You gotta keep Kind of keep building on that. Can't ever leave that. I can never um, disappear on you. That's got to be a live component of everything that you do when you do it. And then you can you'll build your offense off that, and you can keep him in in the strength of what he does. Yeah, you could see when Swift was in the lineup because he's a house running back from anywhere on the field. And uh, when the running game was setting up the passing game, that's when uh, Goff is at his best. We'll see what happens. Sunday against the Dolphins in Detroit. Lions need to win that game. Or I don't know. I'm looking at the schedule. I, 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 I don't, they could finish one in sixteen. I mean, it's. Uh, I know it's the NFL, but amazing to look at this team where they were at one and one with that double digit lead against Minnesota in Week Three on the road, and now 
they're literally the worst team uh, in the NFL, and here we are only six games in. Must win Sunday against the Dolphins. We'll talk next week. Look back at the Miami game. Always appreciate your NFL insight. You got it, big dog. Have a good weekend. All right, there he is, Merrill Hodge, former Steelers running back and former insider on Inside the NFL on ESPN, part of our DraftKings NFL Power Hour. We do that each and every week, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups and get in on the action on the National Football League. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top flight! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions are back at home this weekend, and as the roster continues to fluctuate, we did finally get some clarity about the 2022 first-rounder and exciting wide receiver prospect, Jamison Williams. Coach Campbell commented on Williams' status for the season on Wednesday. No, there's still hope. Uh, we, there again, he, he's put together a pretty good month, a real good month. And so uh, we, we feel like we're going to have him before this season's out. You know, I, I, it's hard to say when that's going to be. I mean, I, I would say at least probably another month. But I do feel like we're going to get him before this is said and done. Detroit Lions owner Sheila Hamp expressed confidence in the head coach Dan Campbell and general manager Brad Holmes in a rare meeting with reporters on Wednesday as well. But she did stop short of talking anything related to job security. Lions and Dolphins on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. And punting for bucks is your chance to win premium play. $15,000 cash and a 2023 Polaris Ranger. Drawings are every Saturday in October, 7 to 11 p.m. And on October 29th, one winner drives off in a new Polaris Ranger with a $5,000 Cabela's gift card. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. We do it each and every week on the Huge Radio Network. If you have a NFL or Lions question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Let's go talk to Lomas Brown, one of the greatest Lions of all time, also part of the Lions Radio Network. And Lomas, man, I'm, I'm having a tough time trying to figure out how I was watching a one-and-one team leading by double digits in the second half against now 5 and one Minnesota, and they're now the worst team in the NFL, at least in draft order status. I, I, I just, I, I've never seen, I've seen a lot with the Lions, Lomas. I've never seen a free fall like this in season, and we're not even halfway home yet. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of discouraging, to be honest with you, Hughes, that the way the season is turning out so far, and it's just, you know, just the things that have been happening, you know, things like the defense being historically bad when they were, um, and now it seems like the defense is starting to play, you know, a lot better, but now you got you got the offense struggling um, and putting the defense in terrible positions um, you know, not to have success. And, 
I think that's been the biggest thing for me is actually how our, over the last couple of weeks, how our offense has really hurt our defense. And, you know, the defense needed as much help as they can get, and instead of getting help, they're getting the opposite of that. So that's been surprising, especially since we thought the strength of this team was going to be on the offensive side of the ball, um, especially with our offensive line and our running game. And, you know, things hadn't really turned out that way. So I'm, I'm like you, Huge. I'm having a hard time. Um, I even gave Coach Campbell a hug after the game, uh, you know, on Sunday, man, because you know the feelings that I have for him. But I just – it's just hard. It's just hard going through it as a, a active player. And believe me, it's hard watching it and going through it as a former player too. If you had to step back for a moment, Lomas, and objectively – just say this is why they have collapsed. Uh, what would be that checklist in order at one, two, and three? Well, I mean, the number one thing would be, especially, you know, at the quarterback position. We all know that's the most important position. And, you know, you, you can lead in, in different ways, huge. I mean, you know, you don't have to go out there and throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns every game. You know, there's other ways of leading, you know, with your body language. I think that's a big thing with the quarterback. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks with Jared, I mean, for his body language, you could he looks defeated. And when you're on the field and you see your leader, you know, body language like that, of course, what's his, what it's going to do is going to uh, spread throughout your team. So I just think Jared says all the right things, but, again, I think your body language, you know, it says a lot of things too. And then, you know, the other thing is just some of the decisions that we've made, you know, be it on the coaching side of the ball with, you know, going for it at certain times when maybe you don't need to go for it. Um, you know, with some of the play calling, too. You know, you can't excuse Ben Johnson for some of the things. You know, on some of those fourth downs, you know, I didn't have a problem with a lot, some of those fourth down calls. I think more of my problems were with the, the fourth down plays that they use. Um, so, you know, some of that falls on the coaches. And getting these guys ready to play, that has to fall on the coaches. And Dan knows that. Dan and that coaching staff, those guys have been between those lines. So they know that. So, you know, hopefully, man, I thought things would look a little better or a lot better after the open week. So hopefully they can keep grinding away and get things back on track. But right now they're just not looking good. What has improved is the defense from that Seattle game. They they didn't look bad. Uh, at New England uh, in they that first half, uh, really in early third quarter, uh, they played well enough to uh, give the Lions a chance to stay in the game and uh, win it. But the lack of adjustments and what I'm seeing, Lomas, and you, you, you've played football at the highest level, you know, Florida, NFL, high school, uh, coaching, especially in the National Football League, they know what you're doing. They adjust, uh, and, and the good ones find a way to get through it. Not every time, but most of the time. I, I'm seeing this staff getting out coached in games. I really am. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right about the adjustments. What's alarming to me, too, huge, is like you said, when we come out of halftime, 
it just had in these last two weeks. My goodness, man, we we've come out flat. You know, we haven't come out, and it doesn't seem like we made a lot of adjustments. And that's puzzling to me, especially with you, like you say, when we come out of halftime, and you know, you don't make the necessary adjustments or the necessary things that you have to do. It, it, I'm, I'm with you, my my friend. It's puzzling to me what goes on at halftime where we can't come out and make some of the adjustments that we need to make to stay in ball games or the the win ball games. And the other thing is just just us. Finishing. I mean, you know, just finishing. You know, you start the game a certain way, and you want to be able to finish that game a certain way. And, again, we just not finishing games. Whether we have the league or we don't have the league, right now we're not finishing games either. So it's a couple of things that are alarming me, too, uh, that's going on. They're correctable things. Those are things that can get corrected. They just have to start getting corrected. Man, that game uh, for Dan Campbell and his staff against the Dolphins on Sunday, back at home after you dropped the egg against Seattle, you blew the Minnesota game, you didn't show up offensively against New England, and again, you don't show up offensively at Dallas. Uh, NFL stands for not for long, and it's not about the nice guys or guys you know or like, and you've had buddies get cut or shown the door, and you know it's a tough business. Uh, but Dan Campbell and his staff have to find a way to have this team prepared and deliver four quarters of football and win that game on Sunday. Yeah, but I'm going to say something that might get me in trouble, but I'm going to say it anyway. But I'm telling you, huge, the Fords got the they, – they, they, they take some of this fault too now. They have to – they got the fall on the sword this year too. And the reason why I say that is – you let the Matt, Patricia, Bob Quinn regime get rid of all your talent. Even though we knew those guys were on shaky ground, you still let them do things like, you know, get rid of Darren Slay, uh, Andre did. Uh, you know, you, yeah, and then you let them do things, you know, just I, I just I didn't understand it huge. I mean, those guys were almost like the walking dead. But yet and still, you made them do things or you let them, you allowed them to do things that have set this team back years. I mean, years. Then you go, then they go out, think about it. They go out, they get rid of Slay. Then you turn around and you draft Jeff Okuda, who's having a great year this year. I'm not going to even lie. But at that time, we didn't really need a Jeff Okuda. We had a shutdown corner in Darius Slay. We had safeties in Quandre Diggs, and you can even go back to Glover Quinn. So now you're just recycling. Then you have to turn around and you have to pick a corner, hit the third pick in the draft because you let your shutdown corner go. Now, so that's why I say some of this has to fall on the fours, uh, Sheila, and it has to fall on them. So to me, I think Dan Campbell and the staff are safe. I don't care what the record ends up this year. I just don't see them making a move by releasing or cutting or firing any of those guys. I think the forwards have to fall on the sword for this year. Next year, it's a different situation. This year, they got to fall on the sword for what's going on and what's happening with this team. Well said, and I I do agree with you. I'm not calling for Dan Campbell uh, to be fired, but... 
If this season ends up 1-16, and 16, how in the heck does Dan Campbell or anybody connected to this team, including the Ford family, sell hope to the fan base during the offseason? Well, uh, again, huge. Look at our fan base. Look at our fan base. They don't have to sell hope to our fan base. We got one of the best, I'll say the best fan base in the NFL. These people come out, our fans come out. They came out for the 16 season. They packed the, the, the dome. They packed it every Sunday. We had an incompetent guy, Matt Matt Miller, leading us. Everybody knew that he was incompetent of doing his job, but yet still, the fans showed up. They know that. I mean, you know, the organization know that we got the best fans, and these people are going to come. They're going to support the Lions through thick and thin. I don't care if they win one game, no games. They're going to support them, and they know that. They know that, huge. So, again, to me, the Fords fall on the sword this year. They have to because of things that were allowed to happen when Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn were here. Well said, Lomas. I appreciate the honesty. Uh, Being a part of the Lions Radio Network, I don't think we'll get in trouble. I think it's an honest statement. I, I, I just would love to be a fly on the wall and try and figure out how you can watch the film of the first half against Washington, who just beat the Packers this past weekend. Uh, one of the best halves of football outside of finishing, maybe a couple of those drives in the end zone that I've seen collectively from the Lions, offensively and defensively and special teams. And then uh, you come back and you give away the Minnesota game where you led by double digits in the second half. And then you put up 45 and you lose to Seattle, who has shown they're a pretty good team. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest, they're offensive weapons. You can see what an offense around you, including Kenneth Walker out of Michigan State, who's emerging as one of the best backs in the league. And then you, you, you don't show up. with You play with no emotion against New England. You play with no passion or emotion after a bye week against Dallas. And I think that's, you know, you talk about those loyal Lions fans. They will not tolerate teams quitting or not showing up in Detroit. Absolutely. You are not. That's the one thing, Huge, you can't do. As a player, that's the one thing, like you said, is unforgivable. It's for a player or, you know, a player or a staff to give up. You're right. That's the absolute bottom worst that can happen. And I haven't seen that, you know, I don't, I, now, again, Huge. Look at some of the injuries that we've had. And I know it's hard when you got different guys going in. You can't develop chemistry. You got guys really don't – you can't play some of the, the plays that you want to call. You can't do that. Some of the defenses or the schemes you may want to run, you can't do that because you might have a rookie, a second-year guy, an inexperienced guy back there that can't handle that. I understand they have been – hamstrung a little bit by that because we have had some injuries that I don't think we really counted on having coming into this season. But I haven't seen those guys give up. I know, again, what I think the Lions should do and the coaching staff should do is to go back and shorten all the playbooks. Go back and shorten the offensive playbook, the defensive playbook, put in things that we're very good at running. It may not be a lot of things, but it's got to be some things that we're really good at running. 
shutting down the game plans and run what you run good over and over and over again. Make the offense, I'm sorry, make the defense try to stop your offense and make your, your, your defense more effective against some of the offenses that we have to play. That's the only thing I could think you could do, uh, do, you know, right now. You can't do anything drastically. I don't think you want to do anything drastically because that shows the players that you're panicking. And as a coaching staff, you don't want to show the, the players that you're panicking. You want to show them that, hey, we're going to ride this out. We're going to continue to do the things that make us successful, but we're going to stick with it. Those ones, to me, has to happen. I think that's the only thing that can happen at this point to try to help salvage uh, this year. Well, my spirit of conversation. Thank you so much, my man. Enjoy the Miami game. Maybe I'll see you in Detroit on Sunday. Absolutely, huge anytime. All right, Lomas Brown, part of the Lions Radio Network, telling it like it is. Everything huge, twenty four seven at thehugeshow.net. Step up to the plate and enjoy World Series action like never before with BetMGM. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Sign up today using my bonus code SHEPBET and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Take the field with the king of sportsbooks and enjoy instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, player props, and boosted odd specials. The BetMGM app is the best way to experience the excitement of wagering on the World Series. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions 21 years of age or older wager michigan only this is a new customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit free bets expire seven days from issuance if you think you have a gambling problem call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help excludes michigan disassociated persons you're listening to the huge show on the michigan sports network Final segment on Friday, October 28th on the Huge Show Across Michigan, our DraftKings NFL Power Hour. It happens every Friday. And remember to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. Let's go check in with the talented voice of your Detroit Lions. Dan Miller is standing by from Detroit on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show Across Michigan. And Dan, I'm still having a tough time wrapping my arms around where this team was at 1-1, one and one, leading by double digits in the second half of Minnesota, looking like an NFC North contender. I look at the NFC North, it, it, you know, Minnesota at 5-1 and one, and where the Lions could be, but the reality is after the Dallas trip, uh, they're 1-5. and five. I'm just I'm trying to figure out how they stop this free fall and, and climb back up. It's funny that you say that because I was literally just doing something around the house and thinking about the fourth and four in Minnesota and how it was one play to win a game. And just if you, you know, Dan Campbell said right afterwards, you know, that he regretted that decision. If he could do that over, you know, one play, win a game, walk out of there, two and one, feeling good. I don't know what that would have done from there, but it's been that kind of season. So, look, um, you are what your record says you are. And I don't mean to be cliche, but there's only one way out of it. And that's to win a game. And then it's to win another game, but you can't win two before you win one. So they just got to put their hats on and get ready to play against Miami. Except for one game this year, they've had a chance to win every game. What does that mean? I don't know. It, it means you've had a chance to win every game, but you haven't made the plays the other team has. 
So you got to figure out some way to make those plays at the end of the game that, that can make a difference. And um, that's got to start this week. And, and it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's not where anybody wanted to be, but it is what you've got to deal with and you got to figure out a way out of it. And how do they do it? Because you can't, you can adjust the roster, uh, but you, you have who you have. You are who you are right now. Dan Campbell did do the resuscitation last year after a horrific start, even deeper and uglier than this. Uh, at least there's some life at times in this team to start the season. If you're Dan Campbell, what do you do beginning Sunday against the Dolphins? Well, I, I got to get my strength going. I got to get the best part of my team going, and that's my offense. And I got to figure out some way to get them back to where they were for the first month and not where they've been without a touchdown in the last eight quarters. Uh, you're getting Swift back. Looks like you're getting Amon Ra back. Looks like you're getting Josh Reynolds back. So you're going to be back close to full strength. I don't know, you know, if some of those guys are 100%. Probably nobody is at this point. But first things first, you've got to get that thing going. That's what was giving you a chance to win games and figure out your offensive line is still intact. You still run the ball well. So get that passing game going. Get Jared Goff's, you know, head back in the game to where he's playing the way he did. You know, he talked about it, ball security, pocket presence, things like that, pocket awareness. So get that offense going. And then defensively, look, you and I have talked, you know, many, many times since the offseason. I didn't know what this defense was. It turns out it's not particularly good at this point. But you can make a case after New England, after Dallas, it's getting better. And it's got to continue to ascend like that. That thing's got to continue to get better. And, and you know, Hutch has to continue to grow. And Okuda's got to continue to grow. And, and you know, Josh Pascal's got to continue to grow and uh, just get out there and play the way you did for three and a half quarters against Dallas and, and, and build on that. And look, uh, are they the team that played well against Dallas or are they the team that couldn't stop anybody against Seattle? It's probably somewhere in the middle, but the middle, if you can get your offense going, might be good enough to win some games until you can get, you know, fresh bodies and, and change some things up, you know, depth chart wise on that defense but to your point nobody's walking through that door you, you kind of have what you have maybe you get Jamison Williams at some point uh, but we'll have to see it, it's I think that the biggest thing for me though is just figure out some way to start scoring again at least that kept you in games and the last two weeks have just been you know there's just been nothing there on that side of the ball Dan Miller voice of your Detroit Lions joining us on the Meyer guest line during the huge show across Michigan. And we'll see what happens Sunday. That's a big game. Home crowd, uh, you can't lay a, a third egg in a row. You have got to find a way uh, to win that game on Sunday. Wouldn't you agree, Dan? You need some validation. You, yep. You've got to find some way to, to you know, make these guys understand that what they're trying to do works. That's important. You're human beings. You're, you're leaving blood, sweat, and tears on the field, and when you don't get anything to show from it, um, it gets harder and harder to dedicate yourself to tasks. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge just to get a win against anybody. But you're right. It, you're at home. You, you want to get this home crowd back behind you. And um, they just need something good to happen to them. You can't build anything until you start to get a foundation of, of believing in yourself and victories and things like that. And, 
Um, that's that's the only way this thing can start to turn around is, is to get some positive results and build on them and, and start to learn what it is to make the plays, to win games and things like that. So, yeah, it, it's a big game. I would have told you going to the Dallas is a big game. They had a chance to win that, but they couldn't make the plays that they needed to, put, to make at the end. So um, when you're one in five, every single thing you do is big because you're trying to dig out of a massive hole. Dan Miller, he'll be on the call with Lomas and TJ on the Lions Radio Network on Sunday, too, and the Dolphins in downtown Detroit. Dan, enjoy the weekend and have a great call. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. All right, Dan Miller joining us on the Meyer Guest Line as our DraftKings NFL Power Hour continues. Speaking of DraftKings, they're presenting another Lions pregame bash at Tin Roof, the old Chelly's, a block from Ford Field on Sunday. I'll be there from 10 a.m. until noon. Bands, DJs, food, and beverages uh, before the Lions and the Dolphins Sunday presented by our friends from DraftKings. Also, if you haven't downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, do that today and use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to always get the promo hookups. Just download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code HUGE when you sign up. Big. Bad. Huge.